Welcome to the Green Mountain Sports Roundup. I am Ernesto Sanchez. I am here with Marty Griffin. Hello. And we are here to give you a little bit of what happened in our lives in sports this week. We'll start off um, by talking a little bit about our missing co-host today, John Downing, who is at Game 1 of... um, Boston, baby. Red Sox-Yankees, Yankees. yeah, and was clearly swept up in a uh, fit of passion. <laughs> Just went Definitely on a, a fit of passion. Went on a Yankee fan punching spree. A Red Bull-induced. No, Dr. Pepper-induced. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> he, went on, he went on a Joe he Kelly tan. set tail. me up, and I didn't spike it right there. <laughs> No, we're just kidding. Uh, John's hanging out with his family this weekend. and yeah, Beautiful Mount Sunapee. Yeah. <laughs> Scenic Mount Sunapee. Um, and so we're just going to carry carry on the torch without him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a special guest coming up a little bit later in our second segment. Uh, John Short is going to be in to do our NHL uh, season preview. Or he's passionate about hockey. Yep, he is very passionate about okay. hockey. He's also passionate about hating uh, everything else, regular sports related. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so, All right. So there's, there's. So it's good not to have him here. Then, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. So Marty, if you want to start us off with uh, your week in sports. Hey, uh, I'm just going to jump in. Last night's Sunday night football game. Uh, great game. My Cowboys against going into Houston against the Texans. I was thoroughly. Entertain from start to finish. You're talking about a game. Actually, a league this year has just been stacking points upon points and just a lack of defense and mm. lack of calls or too many calls. Just a lot of interruption in, in the defensive scheme coming into week five. And what we're looking at here was just a high, volatile defensive game. Just great plays on both ends of the ball. These, both these quarterbacks got beat up this whole game. Um, but, you know, overtime game, Texans came out in 1916 over, over my Cowboys. Prescott with 208 yards, one TD, two interceptions. Hard press on the line by uh, J.J. Watt and Crowley all night long. Those ends were just getting to him. He was scrambling for his life, made some amazing plays, uh, amazing throws. He, he, was, he was busy, um, but they were just bottled in all night. Elliott with only 54 yards, 30 yards were uh, receiving. Uh, and I'm going to press this, I'm going to press this week by week until these changes happen, Nesto, with this organization, but there are just no receiving stars on this team. There's yeah. nobody who can just make a defense, shake a little bit in their boots, and say, should we shade or spy this guy or double him and open up the field? There's nobody on that team. 29 passing attempts in this whole game by nine different receivers. There's so they're no just, they're just rhythm. Stacking the box and, Absolutely. and keeping Elliott from. They're just, yeah, I mean, he's coming into this game leading rusher way ahead of a lot of other folks. Um, but what I'm seeing right now, and I called it early, I think, in the, our first episode, that this guy is just going to be worn out. Mm-hmm. You're catching seven receptions, you're going to be the leading receiver and the leading rusher for your team, and getting hit night after night. This is a hard hitting game. Go back and watch some highlights this week. It was just like good old-fashioned kind of style of football, which was fun to watch. But, yeah, until we get the, don't get a receiver, and we knew this coming in. You know, somebody's, somebody's head has to roll at this point. Alex Hearns got, I mean, Hearns got his um, first interception. I mean, excuse me, touchdown last night. Pardon me. Got his first touchdown. This is supposed to be the guy of our franchise to carry the torch after, you know, Witten is gone and Bryant's gone. This is his first receiving TD coming into this week. 
So it, it's it's atrocious. <laughs> I can't think, can't think of a better word. I'm starting to shake and get angry. This franchise does it to me. Uh, but just to throw some light on on the Texans who needed a win and got a great win. Watson got beat up. He was in the, in the emergency tent that they have on the sidelines almost every possession when defense was on the field. Didn't he uh, bruise his lung or something? They were like afraid. They were, they, everything I was looking at on the sideline just made me feel like you know he could have hurt a rib or a bruised lung or something. They were just taking you know. Uh, taking his breath, you know, just, you know, had the stethoscope on his chest, just like really were intent on making sure he was all right. But he was laboring to get back on the field, but still coming up with huge plays. He threw for 375 hard-fought yards. The Steve Young of his generation. <laughs> you don't want them many, that many concussions in your career, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, Hopkins, big-time receiver, he had a great game. He had a huge game. Uh, he had a huge Fumble in the third quarter that kind of shifted the game a little bit. Back in Dallas's favor to even get that tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hopkins came up big time in overtime with a 49-yard reception. Put him in the spin cycle. Everybody's calling it on TV. This guy just doubled out two twists to get 10 more yards. They went down the field to kick the fo- um, game-winning field goal. Uh, Fairbanes, their winning uh, field goal kicker, he had four in that game. We're talking about a 19-16 game. And in a league right now where field goal kickers are failing tremendously, he steps up and has a, has a huge game. So... Uh, it was a great game to watch. It just, you know, highlighted so many holes that Dallas has and needs to to deal with. Uh, the only optimistic bright spot I have right now is our defense is actually phenomenal. They're really good. Marcus Lawrence might be the best defensive player this year if he stays on the right track. Um, the corners are getting better. Um, we're filling in without Sean Lee and still, you know, holding a good team to that many points in overtime. So the defense is showing up. We just need some help badly on offense. Yeah, yeah. And kind of experiencing the <clears throat> the opposite problem uh, on my end here as a Steelers fan. Broke out. Um, the, this was the offense that we were expecting to see. Now, yeah. full disclosure, I still haven't seen the full game. Uh, caught about 20 minutes of it um, in pieces uh, I had some family in town, so we were um, busy busy doing the Indigenous People's Day weekend. Some uh, apple, t- apple cider picking and tasting. Yes, that's the most. That yes. is the most southern shit I've ever heard. <laughs> App- apple cider picking. Yes, yes right. we we were go we go out to the apple cider tree and grab the carton right off. Just the- squeeze fresh squeeze. Beans, right? <laughs> oh, apple cider Sunny D boxes just hanging from limbs. <laughs> Side story, true funny story. When I first moved up here, I'm from Texas, by the way, if anybody doesn't know. This was back in 2001. We're driving along in northern Vermont, St. Johnsbury, Vermont. And I look on these trees, these beautiful trees, these canisters that are like in the trees. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) So we're pulling in, and I look at the guy driving. He's like the head maintenance guy of the school. And... I just turned, I'm like, what are all those? He's like, well, what do you think they are? I'm like, squirrel feeders? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so those of you uh, listening from Texas, what they actually were are <laughs> maple... Sap containers yeah, for maple lines. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we're riding so with people in this van. There's multiple people in this van, and one whispers in the back seat, this guy's going to die up here. <laughs> Still here, <laughs> hanging by a thread. Oh my! Anyway, goodness. back to back to your Steelers, sir. Unbelievable. So this is um, 
this was a big test for us. Uh, kind of, it's kind of do or die at, at this point for us with where we stand. Eh. And um, a lot of twists and turns in that division, possibly. Yeah, it definitely helped that the Browns beat the Ravens. Yep, that definitely. Uh, now we just need Cincinnati to start losing here and there, and then we're back in it. It would help a lot if this net upcoming week we could beat them. Yeah, that would. You that need, would really we get we get like you a need full, two ga- you need two weeks in a row of victories you need to get this thing we need three up. we yeah. need three weeks in a row I'm so just saying got, you just need to follow up with a win we got three divisional games coming up yeah uh, we have Cincinnati then we head into the bye coming out of the bye Cincinnati's offense looks scary too they are scary they are scary but it's gonna be hopefully Antonio and Ben are officially on the same page. Antonio had uh, six six receptions for 101 yards. That tells you they're all breakout plays. Yeah. Two touchdowns uh, on 13 targets. Uh, I just hope I hope they're back. Although one of the things that does concern me again, I'm just looking at the stat sheet and and uh, the highlight reel and sort of trying to. Doing that doesn't give you the full essence of the game, like right. watching it, you know, and, and seeing it all develop. But what that's telling me is that uh, Ben's still forcing the ball. Uh, the one interception that Ben did have, um, uh, the one interception that Ben did have was, tr- again, trying to force the ball to Antonio Brown in the end zone. It's a play that uh, everybody's, all the experts are all over Twitter uh, saying, you know, that's that's something you'd expect from a rookie quarterback. Uh, that This is not a veteran move. He basically just gave away three points. They were on the goal line. Yeah. The, the, the play wasn't there. Throw it away. Live to fight another day. Get your three points. Move along. Um, that being said, Ben did go 19 for 29, 250 yards, three touchdowns. He had a couple rushes for big first downs. That's a great um, passing rating. Yeah, you know, no. I mean, he's not he's not throwing fifty times, forty times what we've seen him in the past. It was an efficient offense this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, part, and a big part of that was that we finally got the run going. Uh, now, Le'Veon Bell has said that he's coming back uh, after the bye week. Um, I think it's funny that he is having his first game against the Browns, as and as is the custom, right? Yeah, right. Um, we'll see. We'll see what the Steelers decide to do with him. I think at this point, you got to see what kind of shape he shows up in before we we start, you know, uh, making any kind of predictions or. Uh, we could talk about this all all night yeah, long. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't want to spend how too much, much time they use on. him, how they use him. But, right, exactly. You know. I I say for the first little bit he's in there, you don't even use him as a running back. You know, put him put him out. Uh, put him out wide. Right, you know, and and just use them as an option or a du- or a dump, uh, you know, uh, a um, what do they call that? <laughs> out- outlet, right? You know, uh, so uh, Connor had um, hundred ten yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and and this is the stat that really uh, sticks out to me: a five point two um, yards per carry yeah. average. Line was doing his his job off the line yesterday. Yeah, he was yeah. getting some momentum behind him. Yeah, and and the that this is also the thing. The line got super beat up in that first game against Cleveland, um, so 
we're, you know, we're, we've been kind of struggling, it seems to me, uh, you know, well, he didn't have any holes to run through. You know, the the running back can't do it all himself. Even Le'Veon right. Bell, right. I don't think, would have succeeded right. in, uh, under, you know, those circumstances. So, uh, And they took care of the ball. Yeah. You know, it, it, they, had, they still had, a, you know, a couple turnovers, but they took care of the ball. And what you're pointing out to me earlier, you're talking about, you know, how many targets went to Antonio Brown, but the efficiency I'd had with the rest of the team right. receiving. We right. can talk about that a little bit if you want to. Yeah, I mean, you you have uh, some of the stats there in front of you there. Yeah. Um, but I know James Conner was 100%. Juju Smith was 100%. Um, Jesse James. Jesse James. Switzer was 100%. Yeah. It was only Antonio. Um, 13 targets, 6 receptions. Right. McDonald dropped one of the two. He, that right, and that could have been way. 2 for 2 right there. And, no, and that's nobody else. I mean, he was dead on throwing outside of Antonio Brown's way. I think it was just... A better <clears throat> offensive plan going into this game. We all know, like you know, Falcons don't have the best defense in the world. They've given up a lot of points right. early on in the season, but still have other teams that that played the Steelers and Steelers let those guys stay in the game over their turnovers, and they just took care of the ball a lot better this game. Well, I th- I think part of it is that, um, and again, this is this is all being divined from the stat sheet. Uh, I think. T- the defense was a little more aggressive this game. You see that T.J. Watt had uh, eight tackles, three sacks, you know, three tackles for loss, obviously with the three sacks. But um, he, uh, he's he got to be a little more consistent for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, these three-sack games, uh, he's had a couple of them um, this season so far, you know, which is great. But if we can, you know... Get that a little more consistent, and I I think some of that is play calling because you see him dropping back into coverage so often. We play that soft, you know, zone two. Um, but I think um, Joe Hayden played a great game as well. Um, Julio Jones didn't even get on the score sheet until right. nearly the end of the third quarter. So you Good know he job. was put, well done. He was putting in good work there. Right. Um, Hilton had a couple slot uh, sacks, you know, out of the slot. So, um, you know, I th- I think we need to be more aggressive. I was noticing in the last games that we weren't blitzing um, hardly ever. I mean, uh, so getting it going in that way. Hopefully, we can continue. Absolutely, monstrously huge uh, game next week. Um, Against Cincinnati, right. if you we need to can, win that game. If we can pull that out, if we win that game, the whole division is equal. Yep. Again, you know what I mean. Definitely so. agree to that. You got them at four and one. You guys win. You're three and two. Who knows what the Ravens are going to bring? They're a bit of mystery this year. Like when they show up, don't right. show up. They, you know, I think everything evolves around their defense in that league. If they're playing well, it seems to all come together. But. Don't expect that offense to be like the spark maker for that team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's gonna be a tight division too. And talking about the Texans winning over the Cowboys, that puts them at two and three and you have the Titans and Jaguars lost this week, both at three and two. That division comes tight again. Um we can talk about this game going in too. Um Chiefs still remain. You know, no losses. Just guys are just plugging along. They play they you know, they played Jacksonville this weekend. Kansas City took them 30-14. to 14. Mahomes 
Uh, had a, a very efficient, quiet game of 313 yards. Uh, <laughs> but what we saw was a little bit of, like, you know, human aspect to this kid who's been just flying high lately. Had no, two interceptions. No passing touchdowns. No right. passing touchdowns. Yeah. One rushing touchdown on his side. Bortles, 430 yards. But four interceptions that game. Wow. So that's where Kansas City's defense, who's always question questionable, like what they're going to bring to the table in that division. You got Chargers and Oakland and Denver, and Denver has the most consistent defense in that league. But you know this team's all about scoring points and hope their defense can hold them, you know, hold the defense, hold their opponents to a certain amount of points. But God, you know, there are just so many weapons on that team. Yeah, you Kelsey, you got Watkins, Hall. That's a triple threat in receiving. Kareem Hunt, you know, rushing. He had 87 yards, one TD that game. KC, uh, you know, kept Bortles in check in every way. Had five sacks, like I said, 14 interceptions. Um, Kansas City. 14 interceptions? Four, four interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> four interceptions. Uno, uh, dos, tres, how does, how does he stay in the game? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Kansas City showed a little bit of like this life of that, that team that could be beaten. You know, they're 4-12 and 12 on third downs. Not like themselves. Right. And also Mahomes, like I said, two interceptions, but also 11 penalties for 105 yards. But obviously that did not get in the way. And, you know, right. they I still gotta, win. I got to ask, Marty, I, I feel like usually, like we go through this um, every year with the NFL where they come out with some some brand new rules or whatever that come out of that big, that big you know, rule makers meeting or whatever right. it is. And then <clears throat> the first three or four games – of the year, you know, there's laundry all over the field, but then, right. but then it starts to taper off, and by the time you get to playoff football, it's, it's back the way it was. It's back to the way it was, and what do you? Th- I'm I, not getting the sense that, that we're going to see that this year. It I seems, think you're getting kickback from the owners in the league of saying, "Hey, you know, you, these these flags, these penalties are predicting the outcome of games." They're changing, like Tomlin was heated the other day and said this, there's people's jobs on the line. They're, you know, the fans come to play, you know, watch the game, and it's just penalty after penalty. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, the whole, the one thing that we still keep harping about is the body weight coming down on a quarterback. You're asking a player to go at full speed to get that sack, to make an impact on that play, but somehow once you create contact, turn everything off and shut it down and, and move off to the side or, or, like, reverse your momentum. And that's where you get injuries. And you just can't ask players. Should we, should we go to two-hand touch for the quarterback? <laughs> it's getting that way. You know, those those posts on Facebook and social media of, like, picking the girl up who's yeah. in Rogers' jersey and floating her down like a gentle leaf. <laughs> putting yeah. the pillow yeah. out yeah. of his Exactly, ass, right. Like, yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's I think it's an insult even to other players on on the field to say this person I know they're lead your franchise or the face of your franchise, but to to say they're that more important to you, but that running back who gets smacked left and right, yeah. that you know middle linebacker who gets clocked by and a that's showing up end, in their salaries too. Absolutely, and you're you're maintaining a longevity of a contract for a quarterback that's looked upon. The running back now is just a stable horse that's going to be used for three to four years, in my opinion. That's the way you look at it. There's no... Used and abused yeah. and tossed out. And I don't even know, like, if I'm a kid and I know I'm talented coming up through junior high and early high school and if know that I have a career, play, even if I want to play, back. but also what position I want to play. Not running you back. You know, not... 
how hard is it for a defensive back? I mean, college football, scratch that away, they want 65 to 60 games and just this entertainment, and there's no defense that exists. You know, there's no lead that's safe. Texas and Oklahoma was proven that the other day. With Texas almost gave up a 21-point lead. But that makes it for exciting football and heart attacks for Marty. If it went for Dicker the Kicker. Dicker the Kicker. Oh, that's going to stick like Dick Trickle in NASCAR. This kid's career. Oh, my God. Dick Trickle. Oh, my God. There's going to be so many T-shirts all year long at that stadium. That's great. But yet, to get back to that topic, it's just like, when is enough? I These guys know what they're getting into. They know yeah. the profession of the game. NASCAR drivers know what chances they're taking getting in that car. So it's just like there's got to be something solved between the owners and the players' union and then figure out how you're going to play this game here in the future because it it can't change every year. Right. I think I think one of the big things is, and we're, we're off on a huge tangent. We'll get back uh, in a second. But I think one of the big things for me, especially with the concussion thing, is they need to just – settle all of the lawsuits, right? Because yeah. that's that's why, that is the reason why they don't come out and just say what everybody already knows, you know, right. smoking causes cancer, playing football causes head trauma injuries. Trauma to the head relentlessly is going to cause... Trauma to the head. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, but the reason why they don't come out and say that and have real common sense sort of legislation within the game to correct it or to limit it as best they can, is because they're still in litigation in the courts. And if they come out and take that position, it's as good as an admission of guilt. It's just right. like when a cop pulls you These over. These rules are just showing face. It's like when a cop pulls you over and says, do you know why I pulled you over? You always say, no, sir. Always. Even if you know you were going a little fast. Because, Did not know that. because if you say, I was going a little fast... Right. That's an admission of guilt, yep, and they right. can write you a ticket right there, even right. if they don't have you clocked. Boom. So that's, you know, it's it's one of those things. You can't buy that free information right now. Thank you, Nesto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so moving along. Uh, Should we cover a little bit of Patriots for Johnny? We, we, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I want right. to slob on uh, Baker's Knob real quick. <laughs> okay. Before. Close it, bitch. <laughs> my my boy. My boyfriend went uh, 25 for 43, 43 times through the air, rookie quarterback. he got to fucking love the nuts he's on that kid. He's got n- no problem with that. Mm. He's loving the moment 342 right now. 342 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He's up to three for the year, so that's not great. But, uh, you know, they got the jo- job done against a uh, tremendous defense. Yeah. And um, absolutely, and an offense that's shown it, it can be, you know, tricky and can score a lot of points in a, in a few in a few minutes. Baltimore's had some big outbreaks, and and that defense for Cleveland has been solid in my mind. Besides the New Orleans game, which we knew that was going to be a shootout, more on the New Orleans side, we didn't think you know Cleveland would keep up with them that much. Mm-hmm. This team could easily be undefeated. Couple, yeah, couple, yeah. Couple like, takeaways from field goals, and, and you you make those, and things just shape yeah, a little yeah, bit differently. Little bit, little bit this team more. could be leading that division in a big way, right? Absolutely, now. and I think I think this is ultimately going to be good for football. Oh, absolutely. Know? That area, those fans. I mean, 
What a blessing to size, disguise that you lose, LeBron, the Lakers, whole other story, but this kid's rising up for that yeah, city because yeah, they were just, like, on top of the world. Indians just lost again in the playoffs. You know, we'll get to that later, but this it's a nice little surprise for the town of Cleveland, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm just scrolling through the stats here. Uh, nothing's really jumping off um, the page. It just looks like they played... A solid, a solid game kept uh, Joe Flacco from throwing down the field, which you saw what he did to the to the Steelers uh, last week. Um, yeah. So holding them to to three field goals was was tremendous. Great job by them. They're they're definitely stepping up. I'm moving along oh. to the Colts Patriots, which I mean I don't know how much a. Uh, a fourteen-point win um, was a shock. Yeah, of them coming out. I tell you what, I I, I did watch a little bit of that game. I, I was working, but we had it on. It was a slow slow night, and I caught a lot of the second half. But Andrew Luck, I thought in my mind played a great game. You know, this we're talking about T.Y. T. Hilton was out for this game. Yeah. Um, but he he battled. He threw a lot of yards. They're almost identical. Him and Brady. Luck was three hundred sixty-five yards, three TDs, two interceptions. Brady, uh, 341 yards, three TDs, two interceptions as well. <coughs> Guess main the main thing to talk about right here, eh, Brady. Yeah, <laughs> want to throw up in my mouth, but you know, got to give the listeners what they want. 500 career touchdowns, only to be behind who? Do you know the other two players? Other quarterbacks. Two, um, let's say play a little uh, game. Um, oh Jesus, 49ers. Um, nope. Montana? No. Nope. Right there. I gave you. The, I gave you a third place. Was be he's coming in behind Barbara, Barbara. Brett Barbara at five hundred and eight, and also Peyton Manning, the, oh, the top right, dog, right? Five hundred thirty-nine. Yeah. I actually knew that. And you know he's not going to retire until he beats Peyton Manning in every right. way. Yeah, that's the. That's the whole thing, right? <laughs> also tied NFL total victories as well, and he tied Mister Colts Adam Vinatieri. Little throwback to the Patriots right there. Uh, on one of those pass uh, touchdown passes, he did reach Josh Gordon, his first touchdown of the year. He went uh, two targets. He had 50 yards. Um, beautiful play. Brady broke out of the pocket. It was a broken play. Gordon read his, read his throw perfectly, stepped up between the two defenders, caught something like a 40-yard pass. Uh, still interesting to see what they're going to get out of that guy uh, for the season. Edelman, it was his fresh return since suspension. Another guy. Big ego. <laughs> Ate him a lot. Uh, seven targets, 57 yards. Great game to come out. You know, they, they definitely looked like the Patriots receiving core yeah. of, of years past, you know, that they were really spreading it out. Everybody's getting a little bit of the, the dinner that uh, Brady was feeding them. Uh, Michelle was getting 98 yards on the ground as well. They had a good ground game. That's what the Patriots are hoping for. Um, like I said, Col- Sam, I've been really impressed with uh, Sonny Michelle. Yeah. You know, he's plugging away. Let's talk about another kid who, who gets a lot of good average yards per carry. He yeah. runs with a lot of force. It's just about being able to get him on the outside right now. And I think as that passing game gets better, it's going to kind of spread Open things a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. A little misdirection and play action will work well with that kid. He's got great hands. Uh, bright spot, I guess he's, like I said, you know, for luck. Uh, he looked he looked really good. Just a couple fortunate drops, two huge drops that could have gone for touchdowns each and changed that game a little bit. Uh, but Ebron, Eric Ebron, excuse me, uh, monster game. He had nine receptions for 105 yards and two TDs. Um, so that was nice to see. 
Uh, Patriots, let's talk about it. Host Kansas City next Sunday night. Yeah. Going to be a huge test. Be, yeah, exactly. For both teams. For, Absolutely. you know, for both teams to see where there's a measuring stick for both to see where they're going to be at, at this season. That could be a future uh, uh, AFC, AFC matchup yeah. match as well. So, a uh, lot to talk about uh, weeks to come. See where these two teams go. Kansas City and Patriots. A lot of talk about them early on. Speaking of tremendous fights. Uh, kind of on everybody's mind and on the tip of everybody's tongue. That nasty UFC showdown. Oh. And just the complete classless breakdown afterwards. It, yeah. So you open it up. What, what's your, what's your, your initial take on it? So my initial take on it is that... Um, Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see a competitor uh, jump into the crowd. You know, uh, somebody could have gotten seriously hurt there. A spectator, somebody who paid good money to be there in the front row to see these guys compete. Um, And because, you know, and, and this... Fault fault lands on both sides here. No, it was McGregor's camp that was really kind of just poking and prodding after the fight. I heard it was his camp that was really just kind of instigating it initially. Yeah, I mean, I mean some, how some do you know sour, what's really going on? There's some sour grapes there. I didn't, I didn't watch the pay-per-view because I don't have a hundred bucks to spend on something I don't care about. I, in, in sports, it intrigues me, but I'm not going to give it my money. You know, I'm just, I'm just not there with it, but... I think more of the discussion where we're going with this is just yeah. So so wow, I've, how this seen, I've seen the videos. <clears throat> I I know a little bit of the story. Um, I I guess uh, you know there are some things said. Beef was was uh, you know nurtured and fostered, and this is all. This is Conor McGregor's thing. He makes he makes money with his mouth just as much as he does, you know, with his fighting ability. You're either going to love him or you're going to hate him. Yeah. You know. I, I go back and forth with it. I think um, I think he's a great entertainer. It's it's always compelling, you know. We saw, you know, his battles with Diaz and, uh, you know, which he came out on the losing end of, but still he was, you know, raking in good money. Uh, you saw the thing with, with Floyd, you know, yeah. I, I I think his whole game is talking big shit, getting people riled up, and getting people interested with all this controversy. Now, that said, um, so there was a thing between Connor's camp, it wasn't directly him and this Khabib guy, uh, Russian Muslim, actually, um, very religious. Very like, religious. This well, is his cult. This is his culture. This is his life. <laughs> There's no. There aren't many casual Muslims. Well, well, I, 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 I know. I'm just trying like, to. I'm just trying to paint like, a picture. It's not like Catholicism. Well, I'm just saying right, this is also like, like entertainment too. Like this is a guy who's really devout in his religion. Like he. I mean, this is his life. Right. And absolutely. this is a camp that's making fun of him for who he is. Absolutely, and making fun of his family, and like really. Really cl- crossing some major lines. Right. And I, I think uh, Dana White has a lot of uh, owns a lot of responsibility for what There's, what happened. Yeah. But anyways, <coughs> Carter's camp goes meets up with these guys at a different event. They're doing the way in promo mm-hmm. thing. Causes a huge fucking scene. Gets in this guy's face. There, you know. There's a whole brawl that ensues. 
McGregor winds up throwing a dolly, like a, uh, you know, a big metal yeah. thing like, used for... Like utility dolly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, strikes somebody, winds up c- cutting the fighter. Yeah. This guy's not able to Miss- compete. Misses out on... The purse, the money, everything. Right, the money, everything. Uh, the opportunity, yeah. right? Which is what it's mostly about, uh, you know. Right. Um, and actually, M- McGregor was, like, charged w- uh, with assault. Assault, yeah. Yeah, for, for that as well. So, <clears throat> this comes back, right? It broils. They they start, uh, you know, laying into Khabib and his religion and all these things. And then, in the fight, McGregor's getting his fucking ass kicked, like, just, like, starts the fight with just a huge right hand, yeah. nearly fucking cripples him, um, and, and he was just on his heels for the rest of the fight, I think he was rattled, and you can see in the, in some of the clips I saw, Khabib is, like, talking shit to him while he's, like, he wants to destroy him, pounding him in the head, you know, you gotta figure with McGregor now, like, how much is it for the stage, or how much is it really, like, you want to beat this guy. Right. And, like, he gets even, like, convoluted his own way of thinking, like, what he really wants out of this. If he wants the attention, or he just takes second place in the purse. I just feel like a lot of this started with, like, Floyd Mayweather. They had, they had to build it up, that kind of talk, and that just back and forth. But, you know, the guy is out of control, in my mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Something's well, I mean, come all, those, all those guys are fucking nuts. I know, they I mean, yeah, they but, get hit in the face for a little But these are real, still real people. I feel like it's almost like a little sprinkle of WWE on top of this where, well, you Vince, know, you, you Vince have... Vince McMahon is the, is the grand puppet master yeah, above it of all. all of this. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, you know, if it's scripted back in the days, you had the Iron Sheik, and you hate him for what he stood for and all this, but these are real people fighting to better their lives and situations where, you know, it might be entertainment for an American fighter to be in there ultimately, but this guy is trying to get him and himself out of horror. You know, it's just like, you got to approach this in a different, sophisticated, respectful way than what they are right now. Right. McGregor's, you know, an Irishman, so. (laughs) But, uh... So accepting stereotypes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so he'll, he'll just be a drunken fucking mess. But he's already... So, they both already apologized. Again, I don't even mind if they're brawling at at the weigh-ins or you know the the pressers or whatever. Yeah. But it's but it for me the line was crossed when the guy jumps into into the. You're in a crowd. Yeah. With drunk people who are craving over this type of violence in sports, they kind of lucky to didn't get any worse than it did. Yeah, you're right. You well, know, I mean, two of Khabib's guys got arrested yeah. for, and McGregor chose not to um, press charges, which I think is like a new his his sort extension of extension of his apology. Right, an extension of his apology, and and sort of saying, okay, I got out of hand. He sent out a tweet saying, um, <clears throat> he sent out a tweet saying that. Uh, you know, it was a good fight. Can't wait for the rematch. Right. You know, so they're already looking to the next payday. And uh, I mean, that's that's, that's what, what works with a sport like this because it just piques that interest. 
the YouTube videos are How getting often hits do we after talk hits about after hits. Never. Never. <laughs> so so you there, you go, there you go. Right so there. it brought to us, I mean, it did its job. So is that choreographed? Who yeah, knows what's we'll, staged in this world anymore? We'll, we'll see what kind of uh, bump they get from uh, the Green Mountain Sports Roundup discussion. <laughs> well, right. talking about beatdowns and just disgraceful performances, uh, our Red Sox, I say our, I'm the only one here. I'm used to Johnny being here and you being the odd guy. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, red, I'm yeah. a, yeah. I'm a casual Red Sox there fan. There you go. Well, the Red Sox took it to the uh, Yankees tonight, 16-1. They jumped all over them. Early on, uh, Servino just got taken at three innings, pitched six runs, earned, uh, got booed off the field, and then the onslaught just kept on going from there. Uh, I think just with the time and where we're at with the show, you guys just look forward to us talking uh, this coming week about... All the matchups in baseball right now, the sweeps, we got Brewers, baby. We can uh, go on forever talking about them. You and I picked them oh, against yeah. Liam and Johnny. I'm a, I'm on this Brewers bandwagon. Yeah, I'm riding um, all the way. Talking about 11 straight victories dating back from the regular season. You know, everybody said there was no way they were going to win coming out of that wild card, that the Rockies would take it to them at home, and they absolutely owned that series and swept the Rockies pretty handedly. Um, and that bullpen, that questionable bullpen, in my mind, with pitching, came up, came up <laughs> out of nowhere and just took, overtook that series. So, uh, don't know how much we want to get into baseball this week. Um, we can keep going and talking about it, or we can move it on for. Well, let's just do a, little, do a little recap. I mean, yeah. Uh, the I almost said the Rockets. <laughs> the, the Astros uh, swept their series. Um, oh yeah! At no point did it even look close. To you know, it was just. But well, it wasn't close. Astros outscored the Indians twenty-one to six in that series. There was just nothing that the Indians uh, bullpen could do against that team. It kind of, kind of, um, you know, looking forward though makes you really concerned for the Boston Red Sox with all of their bullpen troubles. Because uh, I think you brought up a stat uh, to me earlier that the 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 Astros did all of their damage uh, at after or the, after after the, the fourth fourth inning yeah. earliest fifth and sixth for the most of the time out of the other two games. But you talk about starting pitching for the Indians, kind of getting through those first three innings and kind of doing their job, cruising into the fourth, getting a little bit of trouble but not having a bullpen to rely on. Right. And we know we're walking in that as as Red Sox fans of not knowing what we're going to get out of that bullpen. And we saw that after the Price game in Game 2. Like, it's you're just on the edge of your seat. They load the bases two innings in a row. Just so much attrition. Nobody can really just say that's the guy we can go to for two innings right now to keep us in this game. Also, on that on that side of the bracket, there's two sweeps, correct? Absolutely. Uh, that side of the bracket, well, we got the sweeps with, with the Brewers. The Brewers swept. Well, yeah, out of the NL. Now right. we got AL sweeping with with Houston, so they're right. Get but some the rest. Dodgers did also win. They, they win. They so won today. Done. Yep, they won three one. Braves <clears> only took one that, game out of that. And that just leaves the the Red Sox and the Yankees playing it out for the next round. Everybody's getting rest a little bit. You know, Dodge, talk about Dodgers and Braves. I mean, Ryu getting the nod before Kershaw in that series, and everybody's scratching their head. The guy goes seven innings, only gives what four hits and no runs with eight Ks. Yeah. Shuts them out, and then Kershaw comes in the next game, eight innings pitch, two hits, zero earned runs, and three Ks. So out of those two guys, you know they're ready. They're going to throw. Uh, I, 
two unbelievable performances. Uh, Rich Hill and Butra for the other side struggled a little bit out of that rotation, um, but you know you're facing some Brewers and some hot bats in that next series. I'm I'm excited for that series. It's, it, rarely do I say I'm excited for an NL series, but I think there's going to be a lot of drama played out uh, between those two teams. Um, going back to what we're talking about with Astros, though, you know, you got Spencer, Altuve, and Bregman. We all thought about what are these hitters going to bring into the playoffs. Uh, out of those three games in that sweep, they accounted for, I think, nine nine of those runs. You know, so those bats are hot early in the lineup. That's your 2-3-4. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So all the drama remains around Yankees and uh, Red Sox right now, and there's a lot to be had. Um, I could say easily with Porcello going in tomorrow. That's who I think they're going to come in. I don't, I don't see them bringing in Sale mm-hmm. to take that game, maybe. But, uh, you, gotta, you, you know, this is a guy you're worried about your arm, and he threw a, a great game. You, you, you go with Porcello and, and, you know, you know, take your chance of, of going think, back. I think if tomorrow is an elimination game, yeah. they start Sale, but as yeah. it is clearly not. Right, give him that rest. Go back to Boston. Win it there. You know, or win tomorrow. Like I did not expect this victory to be so one sided tonight. That 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 was. Uh, that well, I think it's all about it's all about getting off to an early start. You need yeah. to build that early lead and and make sure your bullpen pitchers aren't pitching under duress. Right. Because if you're trying to, you know, uh, baseball is one of those games where it's hard to come from behind. You know because. Because all the pressure is on you. Right. Um, you know, and, and same thing could be said for, for guarding, uh, you know, a one or two point lead as well. But, right. But when when the Red Sox can get out to a three or four point lead early, I think um, they go into the bullpen a lot more relaxed and, and things... You know, it, it all sounds. You know, I'm giving. I'm giving. Uh, the, just turn it up there. I mean, <laughs> I'm giving the John Madden. Uh, you know, baseball commentary. <laughs> Whoever scores the most can win the game. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You slid. It, no, it was good to see. It's it was good to see the bats. Bats of the Red Sox to jump on the Yankees pitching early. You know, Sarabino, like I said, he only went three innings, gave up. Whoa, what did it say? Six runs. But the funny part, we're watching. We're trying to watch. We're a going away party tonight. We're bowling. And trying to watch this game, um, but to see Lynn come in, Lance Lynn to come in, and either you're going to pull him out of that, pull the team out of that situation, or it's going to keep just folding. He had huge walks, gave up three more runs, yeah, I mean, and it was just it just fell apart there. Now you're scrambling as as a team, like what are we going to do next? And we both know out of these two teams, those bullpens can be questionable. What we do need to know is like the Astros are waiting for either of these two teams coming out of this division, and they're ready to attack that bullpen. They're just so good offensively. So definitely a lot to still watch out of this series, and we'll just see what happens. It's going to be sucky and stressful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think we did. We acquitted ourselves well without our main man, Johnny, uh, being here. We've got our NHL season preview uh, in pure... Uh, Green Mountain Sports Roundup fashion uh, a week after the season has started. So, um, gotta get a little taste for it. <laughs> yeah, we got we gotta uh, you know see how things are going before we see which uh, rings we're gonna throw our hats in. Um, 
I know you'll probably be looking forward to getting in on some basketball talk. Absolutely. That'll be a couple be... weeks later. I will we actually be uh, gone next show. I'm going to be in Bahamas. Oh, so, so it'll be just me and Johnny. Yeah, maybe possibly Mr. Liam if you go with some baseball talk. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, I will be gone next week, and I'm planning on, it'll probably be like the NHL, maybe a weekend, but we'll talk a little bit of NBA when I get back. Yeah, sounds good. All right. All right, so we got our NHL preview coming up next. Um, all right. I'm going to take a big step out of this next conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll talk about it first thing. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye-bye.